In the halls of gaming history, developers have created true masterpieces, and then there are those who have created utter trash. In this episode, we're going to talk about those games and consoles that have flopped or were met with bad reception. the success of the Atari 2600, Atari then went out and created what was going to be the successor to it called the Atari 5200. One of the reasons it flopped was the game library was nothing more than enhanced versions of the 2600 games. Plus the controller design was awkward and had to be figured out with a joystick on top and a keypad under it. The Ballet Astrocade flopped due to weak sales and the fact that it was a mail order item that Bally had created. However, once Bally had given up on it, it was soon picked up by another company, which didn't fix the sales at all either. The Fairchild Channel F, or otherwise known as Channel Fun, was one of the two consoles to come out in the 1970s that had interchangeable cartridges for games. The other one was the Atari 2600, the main reason for Channel F flopping, overshadowed by the Atari 2600. Amstead GX4000 and the Amstead CPC Plus range was built by the same company that created the Amstead computers. However, just like the Channel F, it too had a competitor that overtook it in sales, and that was the Sega Mega Drive with 16-bit graphics. The Apple Bandai Pippin, a console that was a collaboration between Apple Computers and Bandai Toy Company. However, again, this one was also failing to compete with two big guns that were already in the market, and those were the Nintendo 64 and the Sony PlayStation. The 3DO Interactive Multiplayer had one major issue that caused us failure, and that was its astronomically high price at the time, which was $700, which even for a console was too high for consumers to pay, and people were asking for it to go down. However, the price stayed the same until its demise. The Atari Lynx was Atari's entry into the portable handheld gaming race. Although it was met with some good reviews, it still flopped and was one of the reasons why Atari collapsed in 1996. Which brings me to the next one, the Atari Jaguar. This was yet another one of Atari's failures that brought about its end. Released in 1993 with the slogan, Do the Math, because it had 64 bits versus the 16-bit systems its competitors had out on the market. However, due to the failed leadership for the product, and its lackluster game library, it ended Atari altogether. The Commodore 64 game system. It was Commodore's attempt to gain a foothold in the cartridge-based game system. However, it failed to compete with the Super Nintendo and the Sega Mega Drive, which both had 16-bit games, versus the epic games that came out for the C64GS. The Commodore CDTV. This is one ambitious failure. It came out in 1991, and it was to compete with the Philips CDI and the Philips 3DO, as all three were released as all-in-one entertainment appliances. However, at the time this was released, the need for an entertainment appliance was non-existent until 1993. Sega Saturn was Sega's way of trying to create a successor to the Sega Genesis and an attempt to compete with the Sony PlayStation. However, when Sega released it was one of the reasons why it failed, plus with the cancellation of Sonic Extreme, all contributed to the Saturn's demise, and it then carried over to Sega's next failure, the Dreamcast. 
Sega Dreamcast failed just as bad as the Sega Saturn and was Sega's final attempt at creating a console before they decided to switch over to creating software instead. Even though it was met with good reviews, it sold less than its predecessor, the Sega Saturn, and failed to compete against Sony's sequel to the PlayStation, the PlayStation 2. Nokia Engage was Nokia's attempt at creating a handheld game console and cell phone all-in-one. Two major complaints this had was when you had to swap out the games, you had to first remove the batteries from the battery area and then put the new game in, and the second was when you wanted to use it as a phone, you had to turn it sideways. However, even though there were still games in development for it, in 2012 Nokia abandoned the OS they created for it altogether. In recent years, with people wanting to get back into retro gaming, companies such as Nintendo and Sega created mini consoles such as the NES Classic. But when Sony tried to create one for of their beloved PlayStation with the PlayStation Classic, it too had major issues that caused this demise, such as the lack of games and using PAL format instead of NTSC. These issues caused the price to drop in one month from $99 to $59, causing its demise. Yes, most of these were all retro consoles and one mini console, but as nostalgia still continues to grow today, there were those that came out in the past decade and currently that have also been known to be failures as well. The Ouya was an Android-based console and a very successful Kickstarter. However, it was riddled with issues from the start, such as shipping, as well as it didn't have a very good game library, all which caused massively poor reception that Razer agreed to buy it out and in 2019, Razer discontinued all the accounts on it and its servers as well, which rendered any games for it completely unplayable. The Soja Boy, yes, you heard me right. A console named after its creator, rapper DeAndre Soja Boy Way. What made this one a massive flop was the games he had put on it were nothing more than Chinese ROMs that he stole, he stole for, from it, which really just made it an emulator of sorts, then an actual console. Its head its run was not even a year. It was released in 2018 and ended the same year. Atari also tried to create a next-gen game console as well, the Atari VCS. It was supposed to combine the functionality of a PC with the convenience of a game console, but it still hadn't released yet, and people are still wondering when it's going to get released. After all, they pre-ordered it back in 2017. I know I went into a lot about the consoles that all flopped. Now let's briefly get into some of the notable games that flopped as well. APB All Points Bulletin in 2010 a game created by the same people that created Crackdown, Real Time Works. The failure of this game? The time it took them to find an actual buyer for the game. Conker's Bad Fur Day, one of Rare's biggest flops for the Nintendo 64. A game similar to their early release, Banjo-Kazooie. It was originally created as a family-friendly game, but then was retooled to be a more mature game, written with adult humor and off-color jokes. In 1997, Gearbox started development of Duke Nukem Forever, another entry into the hit Duke Nukem franchise. However, it stayed in development hell for 15 years, till its eventual release in 2011.
However, it was a commercial failure and cost the head of 3D Realms 20 to 30 million of his own money. And the game was then sold to Take Two, which then caused them to reduce their profits even more. Before I go into finishing this off with the number one gaming flop of all time in my mind, let's go over some honorable mentions, or in this case, dishonorable mentions. We have for consoles Nintendo 64 Double D, Gizmondo. Hyperscan, PS Vita, Sega CD, Sega 32X, Virtual Boy, and Wii U. For games, Battlecruiser 3000 AD, Brutal Legend, and the most infamous, Diakatana. Now I'm going to end this section with one of the most infamous games being flops of all time. That being E.T. for the Atari 2600. Yes, most people think this game was one of the main causes for the eventual collapse of Atari, but it was just a tiny part of that. This game was just a scapegoat for it in my mind. It failed in many, for many reasons. One, it was rushed development, being having coded in five days before the holiday season. And two, it was often sent back in cases of it by the stores back to Atari due to customer dissatisfaction. And now it's time for my final thoughts. From the days of early gaming to the games of today, there will always be flops and failures. And the only thing developers and companies can do is either learn from it and move on, or fade out of existence altogether. Do you remember any of these flops? If so, let me know in the comments down below. I am Paul saying peace out and stay frosty.